This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus, we'll talk with the executive director of the Sioux Falls Regional Airport, Dan Letlier. It's been a chilly and active winter in the Sioux Empire. People are just itching to get out the house and travel someplace warm. The Sioux Falls Regional Airport is a great resource for travel lovers and adventure seekers. Due to the flying demand and need in the Sioux Falls area, lots of new projects are going to transform the Sioux Falls Regional Airport, including the parking garage. That's all coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus. Hey, Dan, good morning. Good morning. Nice to be with you. Yeah, good to be with you, too. For once, we're actually not talking about how to travel. We're actually (laughs) talking about all the exciting new developments with the Sioux Falls Regional Airport. And there's a whole big master plan in the works. But before we get to that, there have been small changes at the airports. There are new gates, snack stations. Why don't you tell us about those smaller projects? Yeah, we've been, um, uh, you know, it seems like a never-ending cycle of uh, uh, projects and updates here, but, you know, over the last year we have on the concourse itself, we've updated um, a lot of the interior finishes, so the new new carpeting, <clears throat> new wall coverings, um, the gates themselves have new, new counters, um, so just a, a complete refresh um, on the ticket counter, uh, ticketing area and, uh, and concourse area, and uh, the... Uh, we also added a family restroom on the concourse, which is, um, you know, you're surprised how many people, you know, that are traveling, uh, single parents traveling with small children of the opposite sex. That, that, that gets to be a challenge. You know, you've got a five- or six-year-old and uncomfortable letting them go in the bathroom by themselves so, um, or nursing. So we have, um, you know, a family restroom there. Uh, we have also done um, quite a few updates on the, the food concessions. Standpoint. So, on the end of the concourse, we added a little deli that will provide you that uh, 5 a.m. cup of coffee. You can, uh, you know, grab a sandwich to go. Uh, and then we also have Cinnabon. Um, so that's that's a really nice enhancement, I think, for people that are leaving early in the morning and all the way on the end of the concourse that, that don't want to walk back up to the restaurant. A lot of, like I said, of those smaller changes have been happening. What do you think has been the best response so far? You know, what are you hearing from the flyers that are either leaving Sioux Falls or coming into it? Well, you know, I do hear a fair amount of comments from people who do travel or family members or business associates that um, fly in and out of the airport. And a lot of people are really surprised when they, I guess I'm not sure, Maybe they have low expectations coming to Sioux Falls, <laughs> but when they come to the airport and land and, and come through our facility, I mean, they really are surprised at how nice it looks, how easy it is to use, the amenities we have. So they're typically very, very complimentary and surprised at, um, you know, what our airport has to offer. And, um, you know, it gets passed on to, to us eventually. So, yeah, it's uh, for the most part very, very complimentary. I can agree with that statement because my family, when they fly in, they always say that they are so surprised how quick you just get through TSA, baggage, whatever, at the Sioux Falls Regional Airport. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. 
I mean, we do have some peak times of the day, but for most uh, for the most part, you're able to get through, checked in fairly quickly, and through security and, and onto the gates and ready to go. Now, if you haven't heard, it's been pretty busy for you guys at the airport. You just revealed the master plan for the Sioux Falls Regional Airport. Lots of great changes happening. So let's talk about the plan itself. There are different parts to it. And the first stage is that parking garage. Dan, we've talked about this before in the past. Now there's actually a plan in place. So why don't you tell us about the vision for this parking garage? Well, it's something we've been, you know, um, looking at really for probably the last uh, 10 years. Uh, we've had people all, all along that time really encourage us. One question we always get is, you know, when are you building a parking garage? But, you know, we um, started looking at that over 10 years ago, and we've uh, gone through several different uh, studies and analysis to determine, you know, what, uh, you know, what will our parking needs be in 5, 10, 15 years? Um, you know, what's the best uh, route to go? Should we continue to pave over ground and have more surface parking and provide shuttles or, you know, is it a parking garage? And, you know, we get to a point where, okay, we need a parking garage, then, you know, how big should it be? Where should it be? And where should it be located? So it's been a process, kind of step-by-step process. Um, actually, with construction prices now, I wish we'd have done it about three years ago, but um, we finally uh, got to that point and we uh, went through the design and Got it out for a bid um, last summer, actually. Uh, again, you know, looking at, uh, um, you know, supply chain issues and the length of time for even basic materials. You know, we wanted to make sure that we, we had it under contract and uh, contractors were able to get that ma- those materials ordered so that we could start on time, you know, this spring and, and get through the project as quickly as possible because uh, you know, there's going to be some disruption, but we want to get through it as quickly as we can. But it will be a, a four-level uh, parking structure, a little under a thousand spaces, uh, right in front of the building in the short term, where the short-term parking lot is right now. Uh, it'll have ultimately you will have um, a skyway connection, so from the second level, uh, you'll be able to walk directly into the terminal building itself. So for those folks that that come in from Cancun that's got that still are, are in their shorts and flip-flops you know you'll be able to get right out <laughs> to your car and not have to worry about tromping through a, a snow drift or anything to get get to your vehicle so you know we think that's uh, going to be a really nice enhancement and um, all all floors will be covered even a lot of parking garages you get to the fourth level and you're you're out in the open again but um, you know it will be all four levels will be covered so really excited about um, getting started, and actually April 3rd um, is the first day they'll actually start work, and October of 2024, 20, 18 months later, uh, should have it open and ready to go. Would you say, Dan, that parking has been an issue at the airport? I've noticed recently on social media posts from you guys that you actually do post about which parking lot is full or what's the capacity level at the time. Yeah, you know, as the as the city has continued to grow, um, uh, so has, um, you know, the, the number of travelers that we have, and, and that translates, you know, directly into um, the amount of parking that, that we need. And we have um, certainly added, um, in the last 10 years, we've added over 65, a 65% increase in the number of parking spaces, um, you know, from 
2011 when we completely revamped the entire lot. Um, that that winter, we real, realized already that we didn't have enough parking spaces. Mm. So the very next year, we um, built uh, the, the new uh, economy lot. And then uh, two years ago, we added uh, 600 spaces onto that. And uh, to the point where we're at today, um, where uh, we really should have enough parking, but we've seen such an increase, especially the last uh, several months, in the number of travelers, I guess, just trying to get uh, someplace warm. And February and March typically are our peak uh, peak months for, for parking. And we've just been right uh, last, uh, last Wednesday. Actually, we were out of 3,100 spaces. We only had about 75 uh, spaces left. And... Um, uh, unfortunately, there really isn't any other option for people that are, especially coming out of town and have no other place to park. So, you know, we're always, you know, trying to stay, stay ahead of the curve a little bit. We're adding another 500 spaces um, uh, here in the next couple of months to that economy lot, so that next winter, um, you know, we're better able to, to accommodate those folks. But the parking garage itself will. Um, We'll gain about a net gain of about 700 spaces. So, when when we're all said and done, you know, a year and a half from now, um, hopefully that will take us quite a few years into the future for parking. Now, you talked about how this parking garage—it's really been a vision for the past 10 years. But would you say, since the city's population is constantly growing, would you say that kind of ramped up this process a little bit, or would you say it's pretty much on schedule? You know, I think. Um, uh, we probably would have uh, started construction uh, a year and a half, two years ago, if it weren't for um, COVID. You know, we had such a, in 2020, such a drastic uh, drop in traffic. And, you know, at that time, it was really difficult uh, to forecast, um, you know, how quickly there would be a recovery. If you kind of went back in time and looked, and looked at, uh, you know, a couple of other major disruptions in, in air travel, uh, whether it's uh, 9-11 or even uh, the Great Recession in 08 and 09, it really took about three years to, to recover and kind of get back to, um, to kind of pre-event levels. And really that's kind of the expectation here that it, it may be even a little bit longer with the, you know, the drastic impacts that, that we had from the pa- pandemic. But we recovered much quicker than that. Um, if we had known that, we probably would have started uh, construction on the parking garage, you know, a year, year and a half earlier than, than we are. But it's not too far off from what, where we expect it to be, and especially for for the demand in, in spaces. If you are just listening, I'm being joined by Dan Letlier. He is the executive director for the Sioux Falls Regional Airport. We're talking about all the new and exciting developments coming up for the airport itself. So you were saying that construction starts April 2nd. And so what can flyers expect moving forward when they do come to the Sioux Falls Regional Airport? You know, any sort of disruptions or parking changes that they need to be aware of? Well, first of all, bring their patience. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, we do encourage them to um, get here early, you know, um, uh, recommending two hours early because um, we will have fewer spaces. You know, we're going to have, um, you know, up to 750 fewer spaces available because we're obviously we're 
constructing this uh, where the short-term parking is now. So there'll be no short-term parking. Um, we'll lose about a third of our long-term parking. So a lot of folks are going to have to go to our economy lot. And as I mentioned, you know, we're actually adding on to, to that as well. But um, you know, based on our you know, demand that we have you know, throughout the summer and into the fall, you know, um, we should be able to accommodate you know, those, those lots and spaces. And it will get a little bit better by next winter. Uh, we'll get some of those spaces back. The, the footprint that they need for construction will, will go down some. But uh, uh, there will be fewer spaces. So especially if you live in the Sioux Falls area, we are, you know, I know it's a, it's a hassle, but we, we are encouraging those folks to get a ride to, from the airport uh, just so that those people that do live from out of town, if you're in um, Worthington or, or Watertown or something, you're driving down here, you really don't have too many other options. Uh, that those folks have a place to park. So, um, you know, if you're if you're local area travelers, if you can get a ride, we we would appreciate that at least for the next 18 months. Uh, and if you're out of town, uh, we'll do everything we can to to find a place for you. Now, besides the parking garage, we talked about how this project has multiple phases. And in addition to the parking garage, there will be additional gates to the Sioux Falls Regional Airport. What can you tell us about this part of the project? Well, that's a a little bit further down the road, but it's you know part of our master plan um, process that we've uh, been going through for the last 18 months. A component of that was a, a terminal study that that went through and you know evaluated again first the forecasting. You know how many passengers do do we expect uh, to utilize the airport in the next five, 10, 15 years, and how does that impact your facility? How many um, uh, aircraft uh, flight operations uh, again? Um, are you expected to have size of aircraft, kind of the peak periods of time that will drive the, your, your facility needs? So, so we've gone through that study. Um, certainly there's, there are some changes in the ticketing area and baggage screening area that, that uh, could be done. But really the, the, the most urgent need is really to add additional gates uh, in the next, uh, we have seven right now. And, and the forecast in the next 15 years is that that number should go up to up to 14 gates. And so uh, part of that plan, again, was we evaluated several different alternatives for how that would look, uh, how, how this additional concourse and gates would, would roll out. Um, you know, our major concern was, you know, whatever we do, um, you know, we can't take out uh, more than like one gate at a time. To, to do this because we, we are already at our kind of peak peak requirements for um, for aircraft, especially overnight. We mm -hmm. have uh, you know nine planes here overnight um, as as it is, and um, so we really can't afford to take any gates out. So that kind of played into you know ultimately what uh, what layout was selected, but um, you know we have gotten that far. Um, we would like to to get started on this addition. Uh, um, in the next, uh, within the next two to three years. But unfortunately, construction costs, uh, design costs have really skyrocketed uh, from what they were just a few years ago. And the latest estimate uh, for this project, even though it's just adding five or six gates, is, is over $130 million. Mm. So, um, you know, the next two years is really the challenge is how can we put together a financing plan? Because that's well beyond what what we can 
fund or borrow um, ourselves. So it's, it will need to be a partnership from you know, all the people that benefit uh, from the airport being here. So you know, the partnership with uh, the federal government and the FAA, um, you know, be looking for assistance from you know, state and local governments as well. Um, the, the airport itself, uh, in 2020, the state did an economic impact study and um, the Sioux Falls Regional Airport had a, a, over a $400 million a year economic impact to the area. Mm. So a very significant um, uh, benefit of having the airport here and for whether leisure, business, uh, air freight, uh, air medical operations, um, Air National Guard. So a lot of users, a lot of people um, rely on the airport and you know, we're going to be looking to all those partners to help us um, put together a financing plan uh, so that we can continue to grow and continue to meet the needs of um, a growing community. Now, eventually, Dan, when this project comes to fruition, will these gates allow more flights to and from Sioux Falls and even allow more airlines to fly into Sioux Falls? For, for example, I know some people wish that Southwest was available yeah. out here. Yeah, exactly. And that, that really is the, the driving goal, right, is to, to be able to accommodate more flights to more destinations and hopefully um, add some additional carriers here. Uh, but as it stands today, you know, um, we may not be able to, to accommodate those folks. So we might get a request that, hey, you know, we want to go to San Francisco. And so great, that would be awesome. Well, what time of day are you, do you expect to, to operate? And, um, you know, that really is going to be the driving factor. If it's, uh, well, we want to leave first thing in the morning, it's like, well, you know, that's, that's going to be a challenge. But if you're going to leave in the middle of the day, um, then, then we can probably accommodate that. So, so, you know, right now, you know, we're going to have to be kind of pick and choose, you know, what, what additional service we have so that we can not only maintain the level we have but, but continue to grow. But there, but there will be limitations. There will be limitations to what we can we can add, and um, you know, until we do get to that point where we can add some additional gates. I know it wasn't too long ago that the Sioux Falls Regional Airport welcomed the community members kind of to share their input about the airport, and that happened at the downtown Sioux Falls Public Library. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that feedback? You know, what's something that flyers are really looking forward to? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, everybody's excited about, um, about the parking garage. You know, it's something... A lot of people think it's mm -hmm. kind of well overdue, which is understandable. Um, you know, very interested in um, the changes to the concourse and uh, and the ticketing area, the, some expansion in, in that area. I don't think there's any one particular, um, you know, concern or things they'd like to see. Uh, they had questions about a new possible new air traffic control uh, tower, which... Um, is uh, there'll be a study conducted here starting in May. The FAA is going to be doing a study to determine, um, you know, if they do build a new tower, you know, how tall does it need to be, uh, what uh, what available locations would be um, for that new tower. You know, we're looking at uh, cargo, air freight, with uh, the introduction of uh, you know Amazon's warehouse here. Does that uh, provide an opportunity for them to have, you know, their um, Air cargo airline uh, begins service here as well. So, um, you know, we're looking at uh, a project to, you know, expand our cargo apron and other facilities to, to be able to accommodate not only the 
the operations that FedEx and UPS have here, but also you know any other new cargo carrier, whether it be Amazon or anybody else that would have uh, that ability to to expand here. So um, you know just the general interest, no no one particular uh, item that people really wanted to see, but uh, we're very interested in in um, some of the forecasted uh, plans. If you are just listening, Dan Letlier, he is the executive director for the Sioux Falls Regional Airport, is on the phone with us right now. Now, Dan, I think I speak for everyone when I say the weather is finally getting warmer. <laughs> you know, the, it was an active winter season in Sioux Falls. And due to this crazy weather, the Sioux Falls Airport actually did close a few times. And I know those are probably never easy decisions to make. How did you help travelers get to their destinations? Were the airlines helpful and understanding during that? whole process. Yeah, I mean, it's really a difficult situation to, to be in. I mean, it, and it does happen. Um, you know, I'd say maybe once once a winter do you get to a point where the conditions are such that, that it's not safe to, to remain open. Um, unfortunately, that's happened about four times this, this season, uh, whether it's uh, you know, significant icing event that turns into 15 inches of snow or 12 inches of snow and 40, 50 mile an hour winds. Um, you know, those conditions, um, uh, one, we're typically in a blizzard warning uh, condition. Visibility tends to be really low. So, you know, we, we always uh, be conserv- try to be conservative and, and want to, to operate a safe operation. As we're out there on the airfield, you know we need to need to be able to maintain the runway um, in even better condition than you know, if you're going down the interstate and um, you know you, interstate may be icy things like that, but it still may, may be open. Well, that's not the same on a runway. You know we need to have it really no worse than wet. So so we're actively out there you know, removing snow. You know we're putting um, uh, de-icing chemical on it to, to remove any any snow or ice. Uh, I think it's more difficult if you have, you know, excessive winds, um, uh, especially in the wrong direction. So, so all those, uh, you know, our ability to, to maintain that safe uh, runway is our, our main concern uh, so that aircraft that are using that are, are able to land safely. But then you get into situations of visibility. I mean, you have, you know, near zero visibility or less than a quarter mile visibility. It's really difficult for, for aircraft to land but also for our crew with snow plows and other equipment to be out there and be able to see each other on the runway. Um, so, so all those uh, uh, factors come into play. Um, you know, we need to make sure that the aircraft can get up to, to the gates, so ramps need to be clear. Uh, we need to make sure that uh, when people get here, they can get in and out of the parking lot, which has been a challenge. You know, if you have mm-hmm. you know, 15 inches of snow, and 40 mile an hour winds. Well, that's not 15 inches of snow. There's probably drifts that are five, six feet or more <laughs> in between cars, <laughs> right. and um, or rental car um, operations. You know, their ability to get cars to and from, and uh, to to be able to rent. Uh, and then just the airport employees themselves. Um, it's it's easy to say there's no school or you know don't report to work today. Mm-hmm. But that's a little bit different story at the airport. You know, if we're open. You know, people still expect, uh, you know, that, that, that the people that handle the airlines are here to, to check them in and get them on the plane and de-ice the aircraft. They're assuming that the 
security screeners are here so that they can get uh, that process accomplished. Um, so there's a lot of people that work out here. Um, you have to be concerned about, you know, are they able to make it to and from work or are we open, but yet none of the screeners can get here to screen any passengers or bags. So, so that also, you know, a lot, a lot that uh, comes into play. And, um, but overall, we just want to make sure that people that are traveling through our airport are, it's a safe environment uh, for them to do so. It probably helps, too, that the National Weather Service here in Sioux Falls is right next door, so you can easily call them and say, hey, should we open today yes, or not? They, yes, they do get plenty of phone calls from us, that's for sure. <laughs> What's the best advice that you can give to future travelers when it comes to flight cancellations? You know, the, the, the best thing to do is uh, make sure before you leave um, that you've you know, checked uh, with your airline directly or checked their website to check the, the status of the flight to make sure it's still operating or possibly could be delayed several hours. But, you know, make sure you know before you leave home, you know, is your flight still operating? That's the first thing they need to do. Uh, when you uh, make your reservation, some people may not want to put their cell phone number in there, but, but I encourage them to do that because with the technology today, if a flight is delayed or canceled, um, they will immediately text you that, you know, there's a change in your flight. And in many cases, with, uh, again, the technology, they have already rebooked you for another flight. Um, now, on a Legion or Frontier, that may be a little different story, but if you're on United, American, Delta, typically if a flight is, is canceled, they'll automatically have you rebooked. So you already know, you know when your next, uh, next flight's going to be. So uh, make sure they have your um, cell phone or email uh, information so, so they can make those notifications. I'll tell you what, you are so right about that. It, it saves me gosh knows how many times when I'm flying just to get an alert on my phone that says, hey, your flight's all good, or hold up a second, it's delayed. We'll give you more information yeah. later on. That's for sure helpful. Again, it's Dan Letlier with the Sioux Falls Regional Airport. Dan, before we let you go, anything else happening at the airport? You know, any new destination options happening for future flyers soon? Um, you know, Allegiant always has a... Uh, I think they have nine different destinations this summer. They did um, bring back uh, Los Angeles. So, you know, there's a, a lot of low fare opportunities to, to popular leisure destinations. Um, you know, we've seen um, United uh, and American kind of upgauge their aircraft uh, to, to larger 737s, um, uh, Airbus aircraft. So when you leave here, uh, there's a good chance you'll be on a, on a bigger aircraft than maybe you've flown on before. Um, not necessarily any new destinations this summer, very similar, I think, to, to last year. So there's plenty of opportunities for, for people to go where they want to go. Uh, but it doesn't mean that, you know, we're, we do get, uh, we do have conversations with uh, some other carriers about a potential new route here or there. So there's, there's always the potential down the road to, to add something. Um, now with Southwest, I know you brought that up earlier. Yes. Um, you know, they're, all the airlines are struggling with, uh, like staffing, like everyone else, mm -hmm. but particular uh, pilot uh, hiring is trying to get new pilots into the industry is, is really a challenge, a lot of hurdles to, to become a pilot, uh, more pilots uh, getting to be 65 that where they have to retire. So, you know, across the industry, you know, uh, having enough available pilots is really getting to be a challenge. So uh, those new routes getting added are more and more difficult to do just there aren't enough pilots to do that. And Southwest struggles with that too. Um, 
So, you know, they, they're constantly kind of jock- mm-hmm. jockeying around some of their schedules and, and where they fly, how often they fly. But they haven't necessarily been adding too many completely new cities. Um, and so I, it's probably down the road a while until that pilot issue gets resolved. My two cents, bring back the Orange County flight from Sioux Falls, because that was great. That's my two cents. Yeah, it was very popular. (laughs) For sure. All right, Dan, where can people find out more information about exciting updates for the airport or just in general? Yeah, they can check our website out, uh, sfairport.com. So we try to post uh, all the latest information, especially we'll have a parking, a separate uh, page just for our parking garage and the construction. We'll post uh, any any updates on available parking? So if there, if you do want to check, uh, we'll have um, there's a separate parking page for that. But uh, we'll also have alerts on, um, you know, if there's situations where parking is uh, getting to be limited. All right. Once again, it's Dan Letlier with the Sioux Falls Regional Airport. Dan, as always, thanks so much for giving us some of your time this morning. Sure. Thank you very much. I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. Thank you to Dan Letlier of the Sioux Falls Regional Airport for joining the program today. If you have questions about the Sioux Falls Regional Airport or about flying, you can always check out sfairport.com. Join us again next week for another edition of Sunday Focus. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.